Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Steph Henchy is in the house. We're going to talk about the mask, mandatory bylaws. Welcome aboard. Oh, I cut it a little early. Hello there, young lady. We can see you now instead of your, your page. Hey. Thanks for taking the time to come in. Awesome. This is some... Um, some troubling times we're living in. Do you, would you agree? Definitely, certainly some troubling times. Yeah, yeah. I um, was introduced to you through the, the group that I resisted joining for a long time, and then I had Sandor on the other day. Sandor really hit me with truth. He's a new father to a five-month-old. I'm pretty sure his name's Zephyr. I'm like, okay, so do, I wish I could remember his wife's name, girlfriend, wife, Shelby. whatever. Yeah. Shelby, yeah. I'm like, where'd Zephyr come from? She says, a mountain. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. I hope I'm getting the name right. I am obsessed with children. I never had one. And um, yet, um, oh, wow. I just, my niece is 22 now. She was only small for a very short period of time. And um, they just reset me. They ground me. They, my heart just breaks because they're so cute. <laughs> In trouble. So I walk Sandra out to the car. I was introduced to his five-month-old son. And he says, listen, this bylaw they're going to pass means that my son will be a year old and he will still have not seen an expression, a facial expression in public. 
and this is a critical time for his mental development. And I was like, wow, I think, yeah, I've got chronic bronchitis. Yeah, uh, my glasses steam up. Yeah, they're inconvenient. Yeah, they're filthy. I wore one at the doctor's the other day. It was a reusable one. It didn't smell good. I know they probably washed it, but it was thick. And I was holding it away from my my face so that, you know, because to see, I don't want CO2 laying on. It's human waste. Yeah. You're not meant to bathe in it. Not at all. Like, and so they brought me a shield. I'm like, oh, perfect. Because the shield doesn't give me all these problems, right? I'm not convinced they're working. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not convinced they're healthy. In fact, I'm convinced they're not healthy. Yeah. And so when he said that, it put it all in perspective because he said, this is my why. Now, I don't have a why in the form of a child, but I, I deeply care, you know. I, I get off by saying I hate people because <laughs> if I say that, then I can be mean and hard I, outside, I get off at inside. it. But the truth is I don't. I, I love people and I care. I mean, you don't run in 10 elections if you don't care. I care. So that's, I mean, I would... I had a, an opinion on it before that, but that's what really hit home. He really helped drive it home because here's a five-month-old, beautiful, innocent child who's goo-goo, gaga, laughing, spitting, but all like when kids look at my face, they smile. It does, it does, it does, like kids and pets, I'm really good with. The parents, not so much. And you go to the restaurants, and the first thing you see is some weird, googly-eyed kids looking at the back of the chair, staring at you for you to respond. I can't take my eyes off them. They love it. They oh, love yeah. it. I'm torturing them in line two lines over at the grocery <laughs> store. I'm like, you, what, staring contest? And the <laughs> yeah. parents are looking like, I go, he won. And the <laughs> parents used to love it when you would engage with their kids because their kids felt special. And and I, even my, my kids, I remember walking down the street with them. I have a 10, 11-year-old. And when they were little, they would look at every stranger as if to say, look, aren't you going to pay attention to me? The next one, aren't you going to pay attention? My mom thinks I'm cute. Don't you think I'm cute? And every time a stranger would pay attention, they would be like, <gasps> and so excited. Yeah. The expression I, and the excitement. Oh, one time I was at the soundboard saying hello to Jay Beatty. He was running the grape and wine, and I come out of the soundboard, and you know, I walked around, and there was man and wife, and this little, maybe a two-year-old girl. I'm like, oh, hi, gorgeous, like this, <laughs> and the old man's like, like, like <laughs> don't call my child <laughs> gorgeous. And the wife had a big smile on her face, and the kid was like, uh, you know. <laughs> Anyways, enough about me. Tell us uh, for every. That's watching or listening, this will go up on podcast later. But right now, we're live on four platforms. Like, what's your why? Who are you? Where'd you come from? And why? Why? Like, this you're you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position by being even associated with this group or protesting or presenting to council. You know, how many times I wanted to present it to council on one Niagara or you know, dual direct, or I had all kinds of opportunities. So good on you. I'm proud of you even for having the strength. And you presented really well. I, I don't <laughs> I don't expect quick, people. It's a quick presentation to throw together. But. Yeah, I don't expect people that aren't trained in public speaking to come off that well. So you did a good job. But just tell everyone about who you are and what your why is and, and why would you put yourself in this position to make yourself so vulnerable on this particular issue. So I think that, that on this particular issue, my why is that um, I don't see the mask as, given all the research I've done, I was a non-believer before, and I was just like a lot of people that were going against, uh, you know, wear the mask, be healthy, be safe. I was one of those people before. I was one of those people, and I was even to the point of getting angry at other people. So I'm not like unlike the other people that I'm trying now to share my knowledge with, but I feel now after my research that the mask is not 
nothing more than a method of subjugation and and a method to get us to submit to something I'm not sure what I don't have the answers and maybe maybe this can help people do that look for the why themselves because I don't know why but I'm convinced now after all of this research that the mask isn't for our safety because it causes so much health risks the masks itself the mask doesn't work there's all kinds of stuff we can discuss later on but my why is the essence of I feel like now is that we're at a pivotal point to actually kind of recognize that this is almost the last thing like what is a culture if it doesn't have this what is a like what is a you know anything we have not considered the unintended consequences the unintended impacts and i'm convinced that if you shield your facial expressions from the rest of humanity for 6 months to a year people are going to start losing their fucking minds yes violence i don't know like it's already it's starting. so important to see people can't read lips if they're hard of hearing there's all like we need connection it's we're already divided enough I mean, we've got Trump, we've got feminism, we've got all Christianity, all kinds of things that divide us. Maskers religion. and non-maskers is the hugest thing now. Facing yeah, like our we society. need another thing to divide us. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm to I'm the point of bullying and berating, and people are angry if you're not wearing a mask. And to, they have no idea the millions and millions and millions of exemptions that are out there. I woke I think up the whole to, population should be. Exempt. I woke up to absolute trash in my text inbox today. People celebrating Trump's COVID. <laughs> like I don't care uh, and they're saying oh you're a hero oh, I'm a reluctant Trump fan because it's politics I kind of agree with yeah build a wall yeah illegal immigration no oh um, China yeah oh, like you want to ask those people would you let a criminal into your house would you just let anybody in and not know if they were going to rob you first and rape your mm -hmm. children no you would not nobody would no one would and it's so, funny and because that's what it's based on come through the front door knock on the front door sign the policies let's check you out of course we want you we have such a high immigration rate we're not racist we want everybody but come through the front door because if you're yeah. a damn bloody criminal and you can't get in through papers there's a red flag and that's my policy on that hey man what are we going to do just sit here and agree with each other we all day just do that all day long let's talk we can get over them we can talk face masks and then we'll continue on i um their rants but i definitely um one of the reasons to have you in today is because i haven't done the, i don't have the time to do the deep dive on everything i spent years deep diving uh the big five personality type man it it really it really because i was you know, those personality types really relate to who mask wears and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but like, I was on a quest to answer the question. Who I think my question turned out to be a, a lie that I invented, and I've been pretty good at really spotting my own lies and going, oh, wait a second, I've, I've lived this my whole life and it's bullshit. What it helped me identify is that you're born liberal or conservative. Artists are left-wing. They're compassionate, have a high level of uh, agreeableness, let's say. Uh, you know, this isn't for everyone. Men and women are very different. You know, neuroticism rests with men. Hello, we, you give birth. You need to protect. You need, you need to see the world <laughs> as a danger to your offspring. Men don't have that because they didn't give birth. And they can kind of, they can just take it as it comes with their muscles, typically. Yeah, speaking. yeah. We're bigger, we're stronger. We do, we're not equal. I wouldn't say stronger. <laughs> we're not equal. Yeah, we should be treated equally under the law. I get that. But no, we're, our upper body strength, like we're better at different things. And so... I was looking for the question of why are we so divided, both politically left and right, and men and women. And maybe that's 
Maybe that's not exactly true because we probably have been more divided in history. We had a civil war, pretty divided then. We had slavery, we were pretty divided then. And I think that every generation has this feeling like, oh my God, this is the weirdest time ever. And we've always got more progressive and we're getting better. We're really getting better. Like we're more tolerant than we've ever been. (laughs) Can we just, can we just say, man, we've come a long way and we're getting better every day. So anyways, Jordan Peterson helped me with that because the big five is pretty, pretty important. And we all subscribe to that kind of thinking. So um, I was on a quest to kind of answer that question. I, d- I don't spend that amount of time because I took a couple of years to deep dive on philosophy and I don't have the time to deep dive on masks and see, okay, do they, I know if you have a beard, you might as well not wear a mask. <laughs> I know that. Anyway, uh, the reason you're here is I'll because I think you bit. have way more facts than I have. I'm on your side as far as what I believe is a, is a philosophy, but I don't have the, nor do I want to spend the time arguing with people about why. And so far I've been good, lucky, because I haven't got Karen attack me in public yet. <laughs> my mom's name's Karen. Shout out. Shout out, Karen. <laughs> what up, uh, She's beautiful, though, so she's not She's not a Karen. It's just her name's Karen. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that you can enlighten the listeners. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that are watching the show that are on your side, um, probably already because of the title, Anti-Masker. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm looking control. for some, some uh, ammunition that you can give me as far as, you know, where you came from because you said you were – yeah, so supportive I of the am, mask in the beginning. Um, so I started off, I guess I took a phys ed undergrad. So just my back, my educational background, phys ed undergrad. And I taught for a year in a private school. And then I did um, like a teacher's college as well. And then I went back for a master's because there really wasn't any jobs. And then after the master's, still no jobs. So master's applied health science. So I started and I've been te- doing martial arts for, I don't know, 20 years. So I started and I, I thought, oh, I'll just teach martial arts, you know, as while I'm waiting. But it was not that I wanted to open a martial art dojo because I always felt there were so many martial arts in the area. So my friend had said, come teach my special needs folks martial arts. So I started teaching special needs martial arts. So I have a little dojo, had a little dojo teaching martial arts special needs. And then I also go to the community program. So brain injury clinic, March of Dimes and all over. So the raft I've been teaching programs for and a number of different schools. I've taught in Ridley College of martial art programs and just different martial arts programs for community groups so that was essentially the business so I went back to school for a PhD now I'm at Brock and I'm doing my PhD on accessible martial art programs however this has shaken everything up because now what is accessible to regular non-special needs folks is not accessible to anybody now so now my martial art programs are relatively they're online I do a couple uh, classes a week to a few of my special needs students, but most of them can't access the programs because it's very difficult teaching Zoom classes to begin with. Special needs is much more difficult and then technology and not everybody has that. So that's kind of where my background is now. So I've been limited now in my uh, ability to do my business and even the, the research questions in my whole research, I have to rethink because what am I going to ask them about my the physical aspects of a, a special needs dojo when they don't even have a dojo anymore and no one's even running classes anymore? What's a dojo? A dojo is a martial art facility, so basically a training hall where you would come and train. Okay. So nobody's running running dojos right now. They're all our our organizations doing online classes, and pretty much that's it. So and our insurance company wasn't insuring anybody because of the COVID thing. So even if you said, "Oh, I'm going to social distance and wear masks." 
and all that it was at that point they were not insuring anybody i'm not sure now if they're going to insure people or what but that changed my whole life so now because of this it did give me that impetus to go okay wait a second if this lockdown is enough these lockdown measures so especially the mandatory mask mandates um and our lockdown is it if it's enough to to take away all of our rights and freedoms because if, if you can't see the rights and freedoms being taken away then I want to know, is this something that is actually legitly mm -hmm. enough to take our way our rights and freedoms? Is there evidence that says that this is a necessary strategy? Because if there is, then I'm all for it. Uh, and I will I wear the mask and I will stay. I stay inside. I like staying I've been social anyways. distancing for three <laughs> solid years <laughs> before COVID. My whole life. <laughs> so I do enjoy social distancing. That's fine. And I, but so and I'm not out spreading coughs and colds. So and I'm not an anti-masker. So I think that's also another phrase that people like me don't like the word anti-masker. Sorry, anti I've labeled you anti-masker. Which yeah. is fine because we can clarify. <laughs> but the word anti-masker, because we're not anti-mask. We are anti-mandatory mask. Right. And anti-mandatory because if people choose to wear a mask, that should be their choice as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, who are we to say? Oh, no, I'm not anyway. telling anyone, but I think when I see them walking down the beach or driving in their car or exercising, riding a what, bike, what they think and no one's head. around... So they obviously assume that there's a virus in the air, and and I can I'm see not convinced why, that one person CDC was infected from an aerosol transmission. Places, uh, say it's airborne. No, it's not airborne. It's airborne, but they don't mm, pull it up when I they say it's so. not airborne. They don't they don't tell people. Oh yeah, we pulled that article because it's not true. They just pull the article, and then you go and look for it. Oh, I guess it's not airborne, but you don't know. And now they're saying kids don't ever get it ever, ever, ever. Not one kid's gotten it. I think a 19-year-old got it, and that was it. But now they're saying, oh, there's this Kawasaki-like virus that you can get due to COVID, but it's not true. And you can't find that anywhere. Go find that research. Please prove me wrong, because I have people mm -hmm. on my Facebook saying kids can get this Kawasaki-like illness from this, but that's actually, they've attributed in some studies to vaccination. So there you go. I'm not saying anything. I don't know that type of research, but I haven't been able to find any type of sickness linked to this for kids due to this so that's another thing but it makes me go look at what these people really believe if they're wearing a mask you can't hate on them they really mm -hmm. believe they're going to get sick and die and that's where you and i come in because here we are saying maybe don't believe me but go do the research and here's some links and here's some of the information i've gathered so today that's what i want to discuss with you is i have five primary topics discussing the masks because there's many issues so the first one i have it written here just so i don't forget is if the rights and freedoms are taken away what's the evidence that this is actually an urgency so i'm going to start off by saying the one thing if you do the math and that's where nobody wants to do that but i guess i got re time on my hands now and you go back and you look at all the deaths and from cdc over the last 2015 2016 2017 2018 it actually matches to the exact same amount maybe 440,000 more as this year that's in total so that means you cannot say that there's an excess amount of deaths. So that's just one way of kind of rationalizing it. I'm going to talk about some of the numbers in a second, but and then uh, the the rationale behind this this pandemic. But if you do that, so that that would be that would be like saying, okay, well, you know, 940,000 people died of COVID, except for you know that means 940,000 people didn't die of stroke and heart attack, which is unheard of because it's been like this for 2015 2001 2002 2000. so where is the logic coming from but you'd have to go by the week by week and go do the because they away and which is perfect because they make it really difficult they don't post this beautiful spreadsheet like they probably have numbers on their computer they post week by week you know so you're like really i have to actually go and calculate week by week by week and yes you do have to do that but if you go and do that you'll see that the numbers are the same so the numbers are 
say say this year they say 940,000 people died of COVID. Um, and then they also say on the CDC website, they died with COVID or of COVID or two different things. So um, the CDC also quietly uh, changed their numbers on there not too long ago. And you can go again, looking through the jargon, you can see that roughly 94% of those 940,000 people died with seriously serious underlying health conditions, such as diabetes, late and stages most... of cancer and COPD or any of the um, cardiac issues, strokes and all kinds of other things. Uh, then of those numbers, of all of the numbers, most of them died. They were 70 years or older. And I would say the average life death was about 83, yeah. I think. Yeah. And our life expectancy is 82. So that should ring bells. This is the stuff that made me go, wait a second. Am I really going to? Okay, so now I'm looking at that. So if 94% of the people died with underlying health conditions, and we are now doing the research you see, and especially when you talk to whistleblower doctors or talk to them or you hear their videos before they're censored and taken down, they speak about the numbers being inflated. And in certain countries, they're getting incentives even to list things as COVID. So we have car, they've, they've listed car accidents, gunshot wounds, things that clearly were not COVID deaths, but they test them with some arbitrary test and say that they could have had COVID or they don't even test them and they just label it as a COVID death. We've had people come out and actually complain and say, my father did not die of COVID or things like that. So there's a lot of things that make you go, even if all of that are lies, it's questionable. It's making you, you should kind of go, mm, I should question this still. I mean, just, or are the people are the liars and the governments are not the liars when we know throughout history, the governments have, especially when they get too big, they're liars at the expense of the freedom of the people. And that's natural. So that was the, those are the one things that made me kind of question these stats is that if you take the 6% who the CDC said died of COVID alone, the 6% at, at an 83, you know, age rate of death. So that there are 83 when they died of COVID. Um, and you take that 6% actually only is 56,000 deaths. That's about ish, like rough ish, right? So that's kind of well below the global actual death rate, which is uh, globally 250 to 500,000 people die of influenza a year ish, like in that age range. So it's well below that death. So uh, they and the people that die of influenza even also have under usually often have underlying health conditions they're older and that's typical right. that's kind of the way mm -hmm. it goes so um that that was the biggest thing that we found also the people that died of covid 80 percent in canada were from nursing homes mm -hmm. so 80 percent of those people were low in vitamin d3 which is huge low in the, their immune systems had inflammatory issues and oftentimes they were on multiple medications and often the medications will suppress your immune system mm -hmm. so that's that's those are the cases that we're looking at here um then there's um the let me see if i got anything else on here so okay so over the last four years i did the research and six thousand to nine thousand people over from six 2016 17 18 have died of this virus so currently if you look at canada's death count we're at nine the last time i looked was 9143 i, I might have gone up slightly because of that that is with the inflated rates and that's with the people with underlying conditions and the people that didn't really die of covid but were listed as dying of covid so that's still in within a regular typical flu season so those are the questions that made me go hmm this is suspicious this is weird another thing is um so dr baylock is um a neurosurgeon 
and he's done extensive knowledge, uh, extensive research on the masking. So I, I'm going to pull up a lot of his stuff because it's absolutely amazing. So Dr. Baylock, Russell Baylock, um, for anybody interested, you should look him up. He says data, the data suggests that 8% on average of people in nursing homes die of just a regular cold. So this is not uncommon that almost like at the, the people that have died of this COVID illness in the nursing homes oftentimes were he had said so this is me quoting but he had said it pretty much any like a gust of wind would have you know taken them because they're such weak immune systems and such low and this is common commonplace so that was the one thing that made me go is this evidence to suggest a necessity of all of our rights and freedoms being taken away and i mean all of them all of them have been taken but we're talking about mandatory masks which is our clear freedom of expression freedom to breathe oxygen but so we'll go there um okay so we talked about that okay so another thing 80 percent uh doug ford says which is i like putting out these people's numbers because they say things and we can use them against them but he came out and said 80 percent of people have no symptoms so what kind of a deadly virus is this it's kind of like west nile 80 percent of the people that contract it don't know they have it they don't know they have it and did they contract it i mean we have the 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 one president of i can't remember where the but the he tested that Tanz, tanzania that's what it was he tested the guava fruit, I think, and the monkey. And oh, right, had yeah. COVID, right? So it's kind of like, what are these tests testing? We don't know. And we know, and you can look this up, that they, these PCR tests have not been isolated. They haven't isolated the virus at all. So they're no, testing for a common cold. Yeah, it doesn't test for COVID. It and tests and for... they also complain about the amplification process. So I think they are supposed to go to maximum maybe 25, and they've been going at 35 to 48 or whatever. That number might be, I might be a little off on that. But so we're, that's another question. What are you testing and why are you testing it? And, the, and of course, the conclusion, I would say, is that the case numbers now are what are driving these mandatory lockdown measures. And that is why I question the essence of the subjugation and the idea of, is it just a control thing? So I, that is kind of, it's to justify the fear, to justify people freaking out and panicking about this. And of course, I mean, if you don't know any better and you're assuming cases mean people are sick in the hospital, but it doesn't mean that. People don't know they even have it in most of the cases. Not to mention also that according to the Canada's chief of medical, uh, he said 50% were false positives. So there's another thing. So not only are the case numbers going up, half of them probably aren't actually tested for anything. They don't have any. Maybe they have a common cold or the remnants of something before or remnants of a flu shot that they had last year if they get the flu shot. So there's all kinds of things that make you red flag that make you go, okay, I can't just ignore. I mean, you can. You can choose to ignore my words and everybody else's words, but you should, in the back of your mind, there should be something going off saying, why is she, even just why am I complaining about it? Why is half the world complaining about it? Is a red flag to make people go, okay, there's something more to this. So that was my first um, thing that I wanted to bring up was what's the evidence to suggest all of our law freedoms should be taken away and that you should shut up, literally muzzle us to, so we don't talk about it and we don't smile at our neighbors and we don't talk. Why, why are we being muzzled? So that's my second one. The, the second thing is now let's presume everything I just said is fake and wrong. Let's presume that this pandemic is so bad that we do need to wear masks. So that brings up the efficacy of masks, and that's where I talked about it at the delegation. So I got a lot of information, Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Bayluck, Patricia Nurin-Chwander is um, a nurse. She wrote a nice letter to the schools because she was impacted by her daughter having to wear a mask at a Montessori school, and she was a toddler, so she was upset, so she compiled lots of research. So the essence of this topic is that masks have not to date, and, and I have... Um, 
unbiased, of course, with unbiased research, which you'd have to go back if you're going to do any research, search in terms from 2019 and before, because your 2020 New England um, Health Journal and all these other ones are been tampered with, we'll say, corrupted or biased because they all have an agenda. Um, but anyways, so they say that there's no efficacy of the masks. The one mask that does help was the N95 mask, but you can't wear that 24-7. And there's a study by McIntyre. He took 143 households and he did a study using masks. And unless they wore these masks, the N95 ones, 24 hours a day, it did not do anything. It wouldn't because... The paper masks, they have, most of them didn't wear them properly. Most of them taking them off. And so you just can't even really measure. You can't even control for whether they work or not if they're not actually using them 24 hours a day. And the N95 masks do help, but they drastically decrease your oxygen and they increase your carbon dioxide. And that's been way before the COVID thing. So a lot of people will want to dismiss that because that's such a good argument. But even before, I have a friend who's an occupational health nurse she used to be, and she'd have to go into... Um, uh, occupations where they'd have to wear masks or any type of thing that covered their face and she would have to do blood tests often because she had to make sure that the CO2 levels were fine so this is a thing that's not very common it's not uncommon when you mask yourself um, also there's a, a, a study what they took uh, surgeons a whole bunch I don't know how many 96 or something and they tested their blood levels only after an hour and all of these tests I might add they never did it for longer than an hour an hour was the longest no more and they in every test, they saw that oxygen, of course, is depleted and CO2 is increased by a high degree. Surgeons, after an hour, they, they always report that they have to, they take, they get dizzy, they get sick, they get fatigued because you're working so hard. Um, and then let me say, because people always talk, well, why surgeons always wear the mask? The surgeons wear the mask because it's already a sterilized environment. For people that don't know, of course, I'm not a doctor, but this is what they'll tell you. And the essence is that they're stopping the droplets from coming out of their mouth and going into the patient or even stopping blood or anything from splattering on that. So there's that's particularly the reason, not because they're sick and they're going to cough on their patient or not because their patient in a coma is going to cough on them. It's just for that. You don't want droplets going in. So, And that's the essence of that. So the masks have not been proven to work. There's another uh, fact about this virus is that it is uh, the, the it goes up to a point one two five micrometers in size. Most of these studies have tested 0.3 as the smallest micrometer and even them they're not sufficiently actually working so even these bigger particles are still going in and out so it, the logic on that is the smaller particles certainly aren't going to be protected then so that's the one essence of the mask uh, the logic of the masks uh, the other essence is that they've done there has been research on doing just any cloth any cloth fabrics a bandana and sweaters and stuff and the the biggest thing was uh, bandana with one layer two layer three layers literally maybe up to two point uh, 20% efficacy with catching droplets and stuff like that but the N95 mask was pretty good with catching things but you can't breathe through it so it's not feasible for us general population to be walking especially asymptomatic people walking around with this thing that's causing massive health issues which we can get to later but the essence of this is that you put a bandana on there's no efficacy you put it you double layer it, triple layer quadruple layer it they still didn't find enough efficacy you put a sweater on which is drastically going to hinder your ability to breathe and intake oxygen and it was 40 percent, and that was the highest one a towel i think it was they tested a towel they tested a sweater they tested a cloth and all this so there was just no efficacy and you can't find it you can't find it at all 
So the only thing that worked was N95, and I guess not rational for people normally to walk around with N95 masks and respirators. So that was the um, efficacy of masks that I've found research on. Uh, let's see if I got anything else. You need Good. to slow it down okay. a little bit. There. <laughs> I have so much information. So. Okay, so. You know, I, I actually I'm just gonna switch over to this. Feet, so that's probably. I'm just going to switch over to this view and show you the smugness. You can't see it, but the smugness of CNN. I can't remember what this lady's name is, but total cases, 34 million. Deaths, just over a million. United States, seven million with 208,000 deaths. This I'm showing right now is the sidebar of CNN. It's there 24 seven. Like talk about living fear buy stuff. Yep. It's like after 9-11, I was not happy about 9-11. I, I don't know exactly what happened. You know, that's I'm, another podcast. I'm pretty <laughs> sure those planes didn't make the buildings fall down because the, um, and you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist normally. I wasn't happy to see that day regardless of who it was or why it happened or anything like that. But then you got Homeland Security. You've got all these laws that just stripped you of your liberties. And Americans don't usually stand for that. And they did. And I said, you know what? This is a dawning of a new age. We're going to go back to our gardens, our churches, our families, and our dinner tables. And because... We've lost focus on what's important. And this is going to remind us. And we did for a few months or a couple of years or something like that, but it kind of faded. And I, I was really surprised that the Americans let it happen. Like it, law after law after law after law was, was passed without votes. You know, it's democracy. I get how it works. Well, they um, declared a war and it was a legit state of war. So mm -hmm. they're allowed to do all kinds of things in a state of war. Uh, but yeah, Interesting I, um, I just, um, I was surprised. And now even more, I, I mean, in, in Canada as well, it's just um, continued to erode our liberties. Yeah. And we're standing for it. We're like, nah, it's, it's good. It's cool. And it is, like you mentioned and, the CNN, it is that essence of the fear because um, I don't want to get into false flag events, but look that up what it means. I don't even talk about it, but I feel like a lot of false flag events have been created in order to take those liberties away. And I feel like um, that, that's all I'll, that's all I'll talk about at the moment. Hmm. I don't want to drop too many people, but yes. So, <clears throat> so. On that, the, just for those people that he had heard that 200-something, take that 94% out of that equation and now take 6% of that and consider that the COVID death numbers. And then you'll have a better and more realistic idea of actual deaths from COVID. So it, it's not 200 million. It's not 2 million. It's not, it, it really is probably about 6% of that. I think what many of us have not been good at doing, I, I have been. I am not a doctor. I have an opinion on stuff. I, I'm not an expert. And how can you be an, a, an expert on something that's never happened before? Yeah, we've had the flu. It's been around for a while. I don't get a flu shot. I, I'll roll. I don't think I've ever had the flu. If if I have, 
it's so long ago I couldn't remember it. I've, I've, I've had the cold, and I am a guy that uses my sleeve to open the door. I don't touch doorknobs on the back of, uh, I use, I wash my hands after I go to the bathroom, I, in public, I mean, and I use the, the, yeah. the towel to open the door. I don't, in flu season, I use the, if, if it's still summer, I'll use the bottom of my shirt if I'm in short sleeves, or I use my sleeve or my jacket. To, and my mother used to howl at me. And <laughs> and I'm like, my brother, I see my brother, he's, oh, he does the same thing now. I'm like, you laughed at me for years. One year I laughed at you, and then I started doing it. <laughs> because I don't like to get sick. I don't even like to have the common cold. It's just, and people are like, well, it makes your immune system stronger. I don't care. I don't like blowing my nose for a week and feeling like crap. So much, I've been this way for so long that my high school friends used to call me Germ Fannin. <laughs> I'm, I'm conscious. I don't want to get sick. I'm no different from this, but I don't see how the numbers are any different from the flu. Like, I really don't see. I know it's far more contagious and a little bit more deadly. But, and again, I'm not an expert and I come off right, but I can still have an opinion. You know, I don't need a woman. I don't need to be a woman to have an opinion on women's issues. Duh. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've always been that way. And now everyone's like me. I see people scooting out the door so they don't have to touch it. I see them like I push at the top of the door where no one else touches. At the handle where everyone grabs at the top and the side, I grab the bottom if I have to touch it, if I can't get, you know. Yeah. So I've been this way for a long time. And then I posted a graph the other day. And all the comments were, you're insensitive. I didn't even comment on the graph. I just put the graph up. Daily deaths. Oh, you don't care about people. I just, I just posted it with Aww. like no editorial, which is difficult for me because usually I go, losers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so we don't know. But as we go on, we see that social distancing has worked. The lockdown, I, I'm... I said the lockdown is going to kill more people than the virus ever does. And now I'm willing to say maybe double. I officially now know more people that have killed themselves during the pandemic than have acquired COVID. So I personally know, I have a friend of mine that I talked to on Twitter. She's in uh, Tennessee. She's the only person that I know that was just diagnosed with COVID. Now Trump. <laughs> don't she's know horribly still. She went back to work for a couple of weeks and she says, I'm still a mess. Whatever it is, it just like I'm, the fever's gone, but I'm ruined. The asymptomatic are asymptomatic spreaders. I don't think we know yet. Can kids get it? Well, we know they're more immune to it for whatever reason. We don't know why. Are kids infected with it and then transmitting it or... What's the asymptomatic rate? I think it's, well, it's 10 times the, the count of infections from what I can tell, like a full, what do they call it? A magnitude, an order How of magnitude. How do you even tell if all they're false positives? How do you know if it's not an isolated test? And that's mm -hmm. the problem. And they did say, so in this research, they do suggest a couple of things that you've mentioned. One of them was that there's a receptor site, this is extent of my knowledge, that the virus doesn't attach to in kids. So it's just that they're just not going to get it. It's just this essence of it. So this is Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Uh, maybe it was uh, also Dr. Baylock who had mentioned it. Um, and then, oh, and then I also had read the Belgium physicians. So maybe it came from that. So I've read so much stuff about it. So again, I wouldn't want to, do not quote me on this, but it is, there is somewhere out there. It was the, those 41, uh, I think it's 456 Belgium doctors that came out and wrote that letter 
So there's a bunch of stuff on that. So there is something about that. And also they did discuss the asymptomatic people. And CDC, I think, even said, but how, who knows if they revoked it, that asymptomatic people are not spreading this sickness. And they also have done some tests in my research that found, um, although, again, they said airborne, not airborne, airborne. So now it's person to person. And what that means exactly is if I spit in your face and it goes in your mouth, you'll probably get it. But they said that if we're speaking and it, they said less than a meter so that's not six feet a droplets fall to the ground meter. and of course if we're talking they said for a few minutes or way longer likely and talking and of course um, we're kind of breathing and then 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 for a long time then you could get it so that's it, it's not necessarily living on surfaces anymore it is but it's not like this highly contagious thing where i get one droplet and then all of a sudden you do this and you've got it. It, it it's about the dose response or the dose the dosing of it how high that is yeah i was always under the belief and, and again i you know how you come to believe something you don't know really where it came from but yeah. you researched it at one time yeah and it's i uh, i was under the impression that when i come to the common cold because i'm not a germaphobe but i'm really conscious so people will always bring me stuff oh you're so worried about blah 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 um, yeah, I don't touch surfaces. Um, this idea that you could be isolated in an elevator with someone that has the common cold. Coughing, sneezing, hacking. And unless you're laying on the floor with your eyes and ears and what, there's orifices for the infection to land in from the spray, if you're standing beside them and you don't touch them or anything they've touched, the chances of you getting it are almost zero unless you touch something they've touched or by chance something, yeah, you get spit in your yeah, eye spit, or something yeah, like that. And so I'm not convinced, and we know that the transmission of this has been from touch. There's, there's absolutely no evidence that I've seen that people are getting it by walking by each other outside. Yeah, there's no evidence, yeah. You know, like, and this idea that you could be trapped with someone that was infected with the common cold inside an elevator, hacking, coughing, and spitting for half an hour and then walk out and have almost 0% chance of getting it. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's all well, bad it's research, but it's... Immune defenses are nice and high. I mean, you're going to have a good chance. And yeah, water droplets follow the ground quick, quickly. Yeah. Like... This is what they're apparently attaching themselves to, phlegm and water droplets. Water droplets don't float in the air for five hours. <laughs> they don't get blown into your face outside. I'm watching these people wearing masks outside. I'm like, wow, I feel sorry for you. Who knows what they hear, though? And that, I go back to that essence of what they're watching on this mainstream. They're watching things like, oh, CDC says now it's airborne. And then they show picture, and they have used the same picture. I don't know if it was from Italy or from Spain. Yeah. That same picture that they floated through. And imagine how scary that looks. But then we have these, uh, these uh, amateur um, reporters or journalists that were in, in the very beginning taking pictures outside the emergency center. Empty. Empty. I've nursed. I've nursed friends. Empty. They didn't need them the ventilators. Them liked, they like Trump all my pictures. sent the ventilators. They didn't need them. Trump sent the ship to the pandemic hot zone, New York City. Not one patient boarded it. They built all these temporary military hospitals. Like, I don't get the Trump hate so much. Like, the dude took action. He he closed the border to China. Canada never did. I'm like, you got all these flights coming in from China, Trudeau. Why won't you just close the border to that country? Like, okay, Italy, hotspot, close the border. Yeah, yeah no, foreign nationals can come home. Yeah. 
but we're not taking any more tourists. And now I joked that the border would be closed till Christmas. It's going to be closed past Christmas now. Yeah. yeah. yeah and there are people that are waiting for reunification. Like they have family and friends, wives, kids that they can't cross the border to see. Now, here's, here's the hypocrisy of it all. You can fly across the border, but you can't drive your own car. Yeah, that's so weird. Mind None of this exploding. makes sense. And that's where the red flags come up. Because none of it makes sense. There's no actual... And you know, that's, people are so annoyed now with the words, the science, the science. But it's true. This, they're not, nothing's based on science now. And when you even, even at the delegation when we spoke, we gave them science. That's all we did because we, if we don't imagine what screw you, we would come under. You did not make an impression the, on Laura. Yep, she was so, and did you see her face? I'm like, why are you so angry, young lady? And then as soon as, I can't remember who it was, who voted against it? She's like, um, Valella? Yeah, regional, Valella and uh, Bilsma? And Leanne, was it Leanna? Valella? She spoke against the yeah. motion? Yeah. Yep, calls the question immediately, and she mutters under her breath, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I don't know how many people spoke against it, but it looked like it was only one counselor. Yeah. I like to call the question. There's no debate in calling the question. In Robert's Rules of Orders, it just goes straight to the vote. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how you cut everything. So you guys made presentations, but then one counselor gives um, a little bit of pushback. I, I, I like to call the question, and her face was like... Oh, she was annoyed. She had to be there for so long. Yeah. Why and are you they so said, angry? It's not necessarily based on the science. Our mask mandate's not based on the science. And then they did say, do we have to hear the delegates again if we come back to, to hear this? And the one, uh, yes, that's their democratic right kind of thing. Like, Let me interrupt just for a second. I want to get your take on this. Sandor was on the other day. Yeah. We knew it was a done deal. You want to have hope. Yeah. And he, he was grateful that I prepared him for after. I'm like, dude, you're going to lose? Careful, protect yourself because the let. I know what it's like. It's like running in, a, in an election. Even though I ran as Green Party, I was never thinking of ever getting. I never thought I had the chance to be elected. But there's a huge letdown afterwards because you're the guy on stage. You got all these volunteers. You get all this attention. Blah 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 blah. And then the next day, everyone's gone, and you're like, "What the? What happened?" You, depression sets in. Prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, and so I said to Sandor, "Be prepared, because." The letdown, and I always got a cold at the end of it. Always, I always woke up the next few days. Aww. I was always sick because, you know, you're running. You're yeah. 14, 16-hour days, a lot of stress from being on stage, and, you know. And so why continue? Like, what do you hope to accomplish now that it's done? Um, like, because you're really putting yourself in a, a place of vulnerability of – Ridicule, and I'm yeah. not saying that it's the end of the world. You seem like a strong character, but why are you still going? Like, what makes you still go? What do you hope to accomplish? What do you? You know, I like that question because I don't even think I have an answer, and I feel like I'm in a rat race right now mm. on, a, on a one of those things because I, it's I I don't want to attribute it to this, but I feel like you know when you're in the Matrix and you want to wake everybody up, but there's not really a point because if you've seen the Matrix, it's almost like. Oh, man. I really? want to take the red pill again and go back to obliviousness. Yeah, it's like, what's the point of waking them all up? Because you, they're or the just going to find I out that say. there's, yeah, whatever the pill is, they're just going to find out that 
blue, you wake up in the morning and you're still in Wonderland. You yeah. don't know anything about reality. Red, so you wake know. up and you're like, oh no, Maybe reality is. It like- comes down to spiritual aspects because, and then again, the, again, I did teach a, a health course at Brock like a few years ago, and and they talk about health being under six dimensions. So one of them, spiritual, intellectual, mental, or physical, environmental, and all that. And the spiritual part of it is that I feel like there's still hope. It's that hope in me that feels like if we all just stop doing and stop listening all at the same time, there was there is no power over us. And they, they can't make our children grow up with not able being able to see a smile. And my children now aren't, they, they're not able to see, my children are a little different. I don't put them in masks, but they can't hang out with their friends anymore. They don't even, I, I've taken them out of school now because I just don't want them in a mask all day long. I don't want them getting an exemption form and then being looked at like they were the ones infecting you know, you think everybody. You special or something. Yeah, or like people are afraid of my kids because they're not wearing a mask. And I don't want my kids being in an environment where all the kids are learning to be afraid of each other. Where like you might, because you don't know, like the people that are wearing a mask and they're excited about it, they really are afraid. A lot of people are really are afraid they're going to either A, get their grandma sick. They're gonna, So I feel like part of it is that I feel there's still hope. There's still hope, maybe right now, and I think now might be the time. And I don't know if there's any other time other than now. I feel like now is the only time. So I think that might be the reason why. I don't know, but you're right about that making you six. I know for a while, I'd gotten a f- couple phone calls from a couple people that I truly love and respect the first day, and they said, eh, you know, watch what you're putting on Facebook, because people are. St-. And I didn't put nothing on my Facebook. I had a Twitter account specifically for my crazy ideas and my crazy thoughts and the posts that I repost. And I never touched Facebook because it's all my friends and family. I know that they would go, oh, you are crazy. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And But I posted the one thing, which was the mask protest that Stondora did. And that was the only thing I'd ever posted, but I got so much lash back from that. And then somebody called me and said, you know, you better. And it was a respected pro- somebody I love with all my heart. And, you know, and I don't get into any of the debates with him because I love him too much and I won't lose him. But... He, he'd said, you better watch, you know, and you just you got to watch the way you approach it. You can't just post. And, and so that was fine. And I thought, okay, well, he's already seen my one mask protest. I might as well continue posting it. But then I got a call from another person that I loved so dearly. And, and it impacts my business, impacts everything. And he said, you know, just you know, go watch because I've already got a complaint about you. So that means somebody called him to complain about my post. It was just the mask thing. Again, nothing more than the mask thing. So I didn't go crazy conspiracy, anything I mean, let's face it, you can call it a conspiracy theory, but we're all getting the data that's not a theory. They're just conspiracies that happened under our noses. Yeah, and let's no face it, deal. when you get it a happened. huge data set, like what is in front of us now, it we're not qualified to analyze a data set that that's bit, that big. Like, we look at some of it, like, I, I look at the daily deaths, and I see, like this, and then it's flatlined. Okay, so why now with the mandatory mask? Like, I like, you know, yeah, here's the masks over here. Here's the peak, 15 days to flatten the curve. How many, 100, 100 days in now? And the question's kind of like, um, if the masks are working and we've been using them, why are cases going up now all of a sudden? So there's these questions that uh, the mask must not be working, so then why are we using them if the cases are going up? So there's all these reasons, and that makes me come back And the to focus has gone off of deaths. To cases. On to cases. Yeah. And then... Oh, like how many, more, what's the, the percentage test, of inflation? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but I mean, how many false positives are we getting? Yeah. Regardless, if you're going to test, you're going to test the entire nation, then you're eventually going to say, we have tested 300 million people, and of the 300 million, 20, 20 million of them have it. 
you know, or whatever the inflated numbers, but the more you test, the more you're going to get cases of. So imagine if we tested for the cold virus every year, we'd have a lot of people that felt a little under the weather, but had a cold and didn't realize it, that the cold virus was in them. And um, even just, you could get the cold virus in you and not know when your body fights it off, but you still might have those antibodies, especially if you're amplifying it. According to the, the you know the immunologists and those folks that are discussing it, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I agree. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't. Know. <laughs> I I'm going to get lashed back. But I didn't mean to put you in a know, p- position you know, of I, like, I what are you crazy? Think, especially with this mask mandate. If only it's just about the mask. Let's take it away from. It's not about us world domination. And it's not about them trying to get us to subjugate and 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 just submit to their will. If it's not about that then let's find a better way to deal with it. Like, for example, boosting our vitamin C and our vitamin D and and working on our immune system. And, of course, social distancing, if there's a huge thing, that does work. People aren't giving each other the sickness. Wash your hands like you do. Don't touch door. Don't touch doorknobs. Don't spit on anything. Stay home when you're sick. Those things do work. My knuckles are red raw in the winter from washing my hands. I'm so conscious about it. And people are like, dude, what have you been punching? I'm like, I don't (laughs) punch anything. I just wash my hands a lot. Well, what's your problem? Well, I don't want to get sick. And, those and do you work. know what's weird? I don't think this year I've been that way at all. Yeah, like, yeah, I've been washing doorknobs and fridge handles and stuff <laughs> like that. And well, exactly. <laughs> and there was a point in time where really something scary came out and I had a picture of somebody that was really in bad shape and they opened their lungs up after they died or something. I'm like, look at this. And I'm like, <gasps> <sighs> like my lungs are in bad enough shape already. If I get it, like I'm ruined. And speaking of in bad shape, Trump hasn't tweeted in 15 hours i'm i'm going I'm on there's some sort of ulterior motive to this um i heard there's four four attempted assassinations i just recently found out oh so you do fall last... into the conspiracy theorists wow. all right off the well thing. i wouldn't say theorists but there's some people with some intel but I, I you know so i i and i don't know i never heard anything about why he's as left but in my head i'm like nope there's something else going on, whether it's, you know, he's close to an election and people are going to try to kill him. He's like, nope, I can go into quarantine with my wife and we can be safe. Well, this happens. That sounds pretty mm. logical to me. Um, or he could easily, he's been trying to promote the hydroxychloroquine because doctors over the country, all over the world have been giving that out. And it's been working with a 90% success rate, according to Dr. Bailoff. Can't get it in the States. So my friend tried to get anymore. it. Can't you get, get it. ostracized. You lose your, your license yep. or whatatnot. So... And that's happening in a lot of places. Why can't you be so. able? Why can't? I mean, I don't understand. It's off. It's off label. I get that, but, and, I guess, you know, we're not doctors. That's why you can't prescribe your own medicine. I get that. But if there's an off label, you know, listen, Trump said it himself, and I hate to quote the man because he's a buffoon. Like he's. He's funny. He's he's no he's no stupid. He's no idiot. He's the least I shouldn't say buffoon. He's the least politically correct president ever, and I like I like him for that. But he he said at one point, "What do you got to lose? If you're dying, if you're in really bad shape, and there's an off-label potential solution, take it." But you should have the option of saying, can I have that? Yeah. Can I take the HCQ? Yeah. I'll sign the dotted line if I die. Yeah. I won't sue anybody, just like the vaccines that you give me. Yeah, my I'm friend in the, States, in the States. You're not allowed to sue She anybody. and, you know, with the Z-Pack and the combination of, what else is it? Zinc, is that the Z-Pack? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Z, yeah, 
got there's HCQ, Z Pack, and yes, whatever. But and it's line. supposed to be uh, even a preventative, but a therapeutic, not a cure, not a not a um, a vaccine. Don't even get me started on the vaccine. No, that's man, another but, podcast. Man, I don't know, yeah, but it's just like the vitamin D, vitamin C, it boosts your immune system. I mean, the people that all died of them apparently had complete deficiencies in vitamin D three and vitamin C, according yeah, to some I'm research. Take some but, D right now. I forgot. So, so there, but so that was from. So let's continue for a minute. I will carry on because this is the most important part I find in this research about mandated mask is the harmful effects of wearing a mask. Because that's the third question. First question was, is it necessary? Second question is the essence of, do they work? Which we've talked about. And the third question is, if they work, are there any health effects of actually wearing masks for long periods of time or at all? That's the third question. So they found that, and this is Dr. Baylock, the neurosurgeon, he did so much research on this. And he found that just like yourself, you talked about having poor lungs, Wait, let me move to my next paper. Yeah, so it, it increases hypoxia, which is um, decreased oxygen in the lungs, and increases the CO2 drastically. That makes perfect sense. And, and, you don't have yeah, to be a rocket surgeon. Tired, I love that rock. So to figure that out. I wrote a list of the things, <laughs> the symptoms. So here, just in case you guys are experiencing these symptoms. So uh, of hypoxia, so decreased oxygen. skin, Your skin color changes. Uh, confusion, coughing, increased heart rate, rapid breath, shortness of breath, slow heart rate, sweating, wheezing, and fatigue. And they say call 911 if you feel this is on um, a med, a PubMed, you know, website, just a quick Google search of that. And and they, if you feel this way, call 911. So this is pretty serious. Um, the CO2 increase, flush skin, so you're probably going to be wet and clammy, fatigue, inability to focus, mild or severe headaches, disoriented and dizzy, short of breath, and abnormally tired. So severe CO2 is depression, paranoia, confusion, muscle twitching, irregular heartbeat, hyperventilation, panic attacks, and seizures because it, it increases the excitability of your frontal lobe and passing out like the gentleman who was driving his car in the N95 mask. Mm -hmm. So these are just the symptoms of increased and excreased oxygen so that uh, the, the not with the exchange. So folks with COPD, emphysema, uh, pulmonary fibro uh, fibrosis, asthma, and any type of breathing issue should not wear a mask at all. You just should not because they're already having an issue taking in oxygen and expiring oxygen. So they shouldn't. So um, did I write the rest? Oh, yes. Okay. Pregnant women should not wear masks because they're supposed to maintain lower levels of CO2 already because it's dangerous to the fetus. And when you wear a mask, it's increasing the CO2 level in your blood and it can be dangerous. So um, Dr. Baylock read us study where they'd taken women and they didn't put them in a, a, maybe like they not like we're doing a society where they're wearing it for eight hours a day but maybe a half an hour and they increased the the co2 went up drastically and the o2 went down and they stopped and they said that's good enough we don't want to damage the baby so it's really important because then the baby's heartbeat so fragile it starts going up causing arrhythmia people that are obese and actually the people that have died had a lot of them were diabetic and had obesity those were the major causes yeah the, the first uh, one of some of the first data that i read was that the number one underlying condition causing death with covid was obesity obesity yeah so it wasn't 
you'd think it well age maybe well, well age breathe. could be a they just can't breathe anyways age could be because with age comes other medications medications and, and uh you know um, yeah. illnesses and stuff like that but early on i remember hearing oh well the obese are the most vulnerable not to catching it but to having major complications yeah. after it yeah. and then again you don't need to be a surgeon or have a phd to to know that the average age of death was 82 in the beginning which is our life expect uh, uh, life expectancy i think for uh females in canada yeah. or maybe the average with both sexes then after the riots the average age of contraction of the virus was 34 because the rioting people were not old people. <laughs> and then I think the average age of death, the average, do you know how many people over 82 have to die for an average to oh, 50? I don't yeah. know, something like that. Yeah, yeah like I think yeah. that's how averages work. Like, yeah, 50% of the people Pepper that died were over the age 82. <laughs> and now it's 78. I've heard 78. So now the average age has come down a little bit because black lives matter. <laughs> yeah, and also they're manipulating because riots. the numbers. And I can see that, I, I don't want to put this out there, but I can see that um, our government, the Ford government's already trying to say, oh, it's these people that are protesting that are causing it, but nobody I know is getting it. And all of the people that I know that are going to protest, we're not handing around sicknesses. We're not going out when we're sick. We're not spreading And You, you mentioned so, the stat too of 80% of the deaths coming from homes. Here we have, not for the first time, but we're very fortunate to have an illness that we have a clearly identified vulnerable sector. Yes. The elderly. Yeah. What do we do to protect them? Nothing. Aww. Absolutely not nothing. Reverse it. Ones. Let's say it was kids that were the main target of this. Oh, I think I think our strategy would be way different. Talking about masks, somebody <clears throat> put on a plastic mask, like a it was a combination shield mask that had like you know stuck off your face that didn't. Um, like it protected droplets from flying out, but you could yeah. breathe outside yeah. it. It's like I told you when I was at the doctor's. Yeah. The mask was making me claustrophobic, steaming out my glasses, and actually causing me breathing problems. Yeah. They give me a shield. I'm like, oh, this is this is yeah. fine. I'm not against wearing the thing, like the shield, yeah. because it's not hampering my ability to breathe. Given that there's a justified. Oh, you don't reason. care about people. You're only yeah. selfish, and you look like an idiot. Like seriously, one of my loved ones telling me the first thing this morning you look like a fucking idiot without your mask strutting around like blah 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 <laughs> don't work but, but he doesn't realize sorry loved one if you're watching that no, he's to not. us to me people that are completely healthy walking around wearing a mask looks like idiots and no i'm not going to say that i'm sorry i don't want people getting mad at me i don't feel that way but i feel like it could be said both ways because i don't feel that way but i feel like the argument goes both ways right. is all. So I don't actually think people look like idiots, but I'm saying I could argue that point to you. Like, I, I could argue to you, you look like an idiot that you think breathing in your own CO2 when you're not sick is actually something that is good for you. And it goes back to the unintended consequences. That you think you're going to give everybody sickness when you're not sick. That makes me think maybe I could question your sanity. I, I posted early in the 
pandemic. And by the way, it's not a pandemic anymore. Hello? Like, I don't... It's no emergency. <laughs> yeah. Um, I posted... I'm funny, right? Like, I know that everyone doesn't see my humor, but I'm fucking hilarious, okay? <laughs> I don't care if you think I'm funny, but I'm funny. And I posted early on in this whole thing. If you're wearing a mask, I'm assuming you're infected. Yes, yeah. Yes. They're like, I'm assuming you're stupid. I'm like, touche. <laughs> <It goes both laughs> That's ways, funny yeah. too. It goes both ways. Yeah. But people that wear masks assume that the people not wearing masks will give them something and they're going to get sick from them. So it's just, it's a flawed argument all the way around. Everybody's got mm -hmm. like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I give you props because, again, I think... Well, you made a comment. We don't know each other. I met you today for the first time. We've talked a little bit on Facebook. Um, and you're not the first person today that's told me, well, I love you, man. Well, you didn't say this. But I was brave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Like, you don't care. I was yes. talking to a buddy of mine oh. last night who is so ideologically opposite to me now because I'm center-right. But center-right makes you an, an all-right Nazi. Right, because the left is so far left. Now, this guy, this guy was a huge fan of mine when I was a Green Party candidate. All the people that enjoyed me as a Green Party candidate pretty much hate me now, except guys like this. They said, Jimmy, I love you. I don't care. I look at your stuff. I posted the other day something about Proud Boys. I go, well, at least everybody knows what Proud Boys are about. He says, I spent two hours researching Proud Boys, and you're right. I do know way more about them now. And, well, they're not just a drinking club. And, yeah, they blah, 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 blah. But this guy, he doesn't care what my politics are. He likes me as a human being. But the but the, the rest of them are, are gone. And um, it's unfortunate because, um, like you said, well, you just don't care. And even my About Me on Facebook says... I come off like I'm untouchable, but I'm deeply sensitive. Not only do I care, but I can't shut up about it. So people <laughs> think I'm a narcissist. Like I ran in all these these elections to get my name in the paper. Okay, in 1993, losers, it was embarrassing <laughs> to run as a Green Party candidate. Now it's fashionable. And now they don't need a big mouth like me, and now I'm ideologically opposed to them. But... I don't do this because I I like the sound of my voice. I deeply care. I care for the kids. I care for my fellow humans. As much as I say, fuck it, you're an idiot. I hate he You know how many times <laughs> you say, I hate people? I don't know if you say that, but it I found myself saying, and it's really just a cop-out. And yeah. I've really come full circle on that because I care. And now I've been canceled twice. I got fired from the radio station for making fun of Grape and Wine Festival. <laughs> uh, I got canceled from YouTube for no reason at all. None of this hate speech stuff or anything came into my canceling from YouTube, and I just started to make some good money. I can be canceled further. They haven't, they haven't um, shut down my PayPal account yet. They haven't banned me from Uber. But there's actually people on this earth they can't get a Twitter account, a, a Facebook account, can't get an Uber, can't use PayPal. Like, they're banned from everything because of their political beliefs. Censorship. And so I give you props because it takes courage 
it takes a certain amount of fuck youedness. Like I don't give a fuck, but really you do. Otherwise, I see your heart. I see that you care, and I see that this is why you're doing this. I don't know what your why is. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's for me. I think that I've changed my political philosophy over the last five years. Like I told you earlier before we went on air, a year ago today, this very day up until the 19th of October, I was in an election dogfight. Like I wasn't a, a leading candidate. I was a Green Party guy, but I'm a good debater. And since 2015, the last time I ran green, slowly over these last five years, I've come to center right. Don't fuck with my speech, my liberties, my guns. Don't tell me when girls can become boys and vice versa. Don't tell me I have a preferred pronoun and I have to use made up words because you think you're identify as a hippopotamus. Like I have come a long way with all of those statements. And so and I can say God without feeling uncomfortable. And that's something mm-hmm. that's not even out there anymore. Yeah. And I don't like I have a faith. It's helped me a great deal over the last decade, I would think, because I never really was strong in my faith before. And I got a good, really good men's group there. But I don't post. I don't go around saying, you don't believe in God. You're a loser. But the atheists are like, oh, you believe about Like, I don't preach. I'm not looking to convert anyone. But I feel this need, not this need, but this responsibility to speak truth. Now, you might call it my truth. I think there's truth, there's reality, and then there's something else. And man, the mainstream media, I, I'm i working on a new website because I've been banned from, I'm, I'm, I'm this close on Twitter. Oh, I've, no. I've had multiple <laughs> strikes on Twitter. I just reached 10,000 followers. I, I got a decent MAGA crew that follow me now for whatever reason. And so I'm building a website, and the T-shirt, the first one, when I'm ready, I'm going to launch, hopefully in the next 30 days, you've been duped. Now, I was duped too. Yeah, me too. But now I feel like, I hate the word woke because it's so associated with progressiveness, but now I feel like I'm awake. And now I feel like if one person sees you on my show and says, oh, man, I didn't, she, she made a difference for me. That's all I can hope for. And 10 will hate me more, but whatever. Because, <laughs> because I love people. Because they hate me. <laughs> you know? So I give you props because it, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there and to put yourself, you, you put a target on your back. And, um, mm, I know. and you're really, you know, as humans, I've used this analogy a lot. As humans, we tend to rush into things without um, really considering the consequences. And I think that's what we're doing with the masks. And twenty hindsight is twenty twenty. I know that's such a you know an overused metaphor or whatever. I think we're going to look back years from now at this pandemic and go, oh, okay. So the masks didn't do shit. In fact, they caused harm. I've heard something about Legionnaires' disease, um, and and when the data all comes in, we'll go okay. This is the flu, and we shut the economy down, and we lost hundreds of thousands of people that killed themselves because their businesses were ruined. You talked about being an entrepreneur. Well, I used to have a business. My heart broke when you said that on regional council. Like I'm like, wow. And we haven't. We have not. My business. 
we just we rush into things and we don't we don't consider the ramifications and i miss my kids at church i used to just once a month but i got my fill i was in there for three hours with three and four year olds which is my favorite like two to four is kind of like when, they get that when they're walking voice. and they're yeah. so stupid and innocent <laughs> and they, you know, yeah. like those are, and they get to five and their teeth start coming in. They're not cute anymore. And like, ah, okay. Little and they got attitudes, especially the girls are going, whoa, 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 easy. You know, two to two to three, they're still cute. I mean, I'm consider myself to be a decently mentally stable individual, despite what you might think. <laughs> I say the it's, same thing. It's really been rough <laughs> on me. Not, looking after the kids once a month for the last six or eight months. Um, video director at church as well. I'm in the ear of high school students, mentoring them. I get the chance to tell them I love them. They did a good job. Aww, I'm proud of proud you. Of you know, because you don't know who you're talking to. And many, some of these kids have never heard that from their parents. So if I could just give them love for six or seven hours on a Sunday and you know, I give thanks that, you know, my mental stability has given me the strength because we all have the days where we want to end it all and we're thinking it's not worth it. Like anyone that says they've never thought that they want to just exit this planet and take their life is a liar, right? I have those very seldom. <laughs> I think I might be on track for one today, maybe. <laughs> maybe my son, the hurricane will make me feel better later, but I had woke up, you know, like to look at my phone, I'm like, Aww. you know, and I'm lucky. There's many people that don't have that or have a chemical imbalance or a mental condition. I wrote, I, I wrote a story. And I don't want to get on your heartstrings here. The, somebody told me about uh, a 90 year old man that left a, a a note saying, "I haven't seen my family. Fuck this." I'm out. And he jumped out of his window at the old age home, killed himself. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? We got and people are chirping me all themselves. day. You don't fucking care. You don't care. You're a fucking, uh, and you know, like you said, I've lost I lots have, of friends and I family. No shit. Special needs clients that would come and do martial arts with me. And that was their only outing. And that was their only, like a lot of them. It was their only physical activity. And now I still probably have about eight of them doing Zoom and doing private classes. But the rest of them, they don't have anything. And a lot of them are severely autistic or lots of different. They have nothing. They have no other. And they're poor parents, too. Their parents having no outlet and not knowing, like, what else are they going to do? On Like, everything's closed for these folks. Everything's closed. It's, it is really sad. It, it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. And then what are they going to do? I, like, I have... I have one client. I don't want to talk about it, but I will. She she has she's got a history of seizures, lots of seizures, autistic. And I know she's wearing a mask. I know she's wearing a mask all the time when she goes out, and it freaks me out. I think because I know that people with seizures and history of seizures have such a high now incidence of more seizure. Have a like that. Uh, it, yeah, it does make me sad. It it is terrifying. Even thinking about. And it, like you'd said, that thought of what's the point. Now I have that feeling of what's the point. I'm, I was working just recently on my research ethics application. Sorry. For Brock, and it does make me kind of go, I, what, what am I even asking these? I'm going to interview a bunch of martial arts instructors about how they're accessible when they can't even be accessible by law right now. They can't my be mother, to anybody right My now. mother, God bless her. She didn't get why I would run for politics. She didn't get, especially in 1993. Like it was embarrassing. 
You're a Green Party. What's that? Oh, you blah, blah, blah. Now, again, it's fashionable now. To The left is fashionable. Fascist. Fashionist. Fashionable fascist. And she used to say, who cares who the mayor is? How does it affect your life? Go make money and just take care of yourself. Try to forget about what regional council's doing, what city council's doing, what provincial council's doing, what the federal government's doing. Who cares? Go live your life. And she's got a point. Yeah. Except I cannot turn it off. I'm feeling like, okay, if I have a gift that might be communication, that might be humor for sure, you get me on stage with four stiff politicians and Jim Fannin, who knows his stuff. He's got, I can still argue the Green Party platform better. Like I destroyed them in the debates. Grant LaFleche, who used to be, you know, uh, he used to like me at some level. Or maybe it was Matthew Van Dodgen. Anyways, the, the, one of the debates was Jim Fannin steals the show. It's oh. entertaining. Yeah. I bring facts. I call them on their shit. And these were many times rookies. Even Rick Dykstra, the first time he ran, was a stiff board. Jeff Birch was reading. I'm like, dude, stop reading on public, on TV. I, like, If you don't stop reading, I'm just going to carve you every time. The next debate, he says, I got no notes. And you're done this time. And he did. <laughs> he beat me without notes at yeah. a high school. You changed him. But, I mean, at Secord, I was elected in the student vote. I've never been elected to anything in my life. I've run for all kinds of things. And the only thing I've ever won was the student vote at Secord. <laughs> <laughs> but Smart it's, kids, so it's you know, I care. And uh, I, I, if I have one gift, that's, you know, I've mastered my fear. I took... I took Toastmasters. The first debate in 1993, I soaked the chair. Literally, I wore a lot. It was in August 1993. I never forget this. Mulroney put in a law that if you didn't run 50 candidates nationally, your party was done. So the push was on. I got recruited by a friend of mine, and I did the deed. And I said, I'll do it as long as I don't have to do a thing. They go, Jimmy, paper candidate. I'll put the 1000 bucks up. You got to go get 100 signatures. So I went out. It was so painful getting the 100 signatures. <laughs> I got them. Pete Marina from Seahow, who still works there as a program director, I think, somehow convinced me to come into Seahow to do a debate. And they pushed the mic over to me. I drew the first straw to talk first. Nothing came out. I was scared. My vocal cords were stretched. I was so nervous. I coughed. No sound. You know, it takes vocal cords to cough or you can't hear it. I'm coughing. It's like, like air is coming out. No, no, no sound. And then, it's, you know, it kind of came in. And then I kind of loosened up and I rolled, but I don't sweat. Huge. Like I soaked the chair and I came out of there. I was like, I remember driving my Delta 88 Brome with my propane power down Forks Road with my knees screaming out the window. I was like, hi, as a kite. And then I, I went and I got trained to speak. I managed my fear. And like I said, if I have a gift, even if it's, you know, like not a great one, <laughs> I have to, I feel like it's my responsibility to, to try and lift other people up or inform them or, or inspire even, even them to or piss them off enough to make them question something. Because mm. I think I do that often. I, and people are so annoyed at me that they're forced to go and find something to argue against me. And sometimes it works not in my favor and sometimes it doesn't. That, but that happens. And you said it when you said your mom told you just to live life and be happy my mom said the same thing to me and my response is the exact same i can't i can't can't turn it I, off i can't turn it off i can't because it's like it's almost like 
I don't know. I see a problem. I see a problem. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to fix it. I, I'm asking people if they know how to fix it, but I don't know how, but I do see one and I feel like I see that other people don't see it. And maybe it's not my business to try to make other people see it. It probably isn't. But at the same time, I can't shut it off. Yeah, no, true. you can't shut you can't shut passion can't off. Shut it off. Uh, either, any more than you can shut a talent off. You know, we yeah. we have talents. We come by them naturally, and I don't know. I, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you, if you don't exploit them to their fullest, then what the hell are you doing here? So exploit your talents. And uh, like I said, um, I'm really happy to have you here because like this is not my thing as far as the research goes. It could it could be. I just don't have the time. This is my thing, yeah. and. Um, well, we're all so, being prohibited or sort of inhibited from exploring our talents now. And that is part of the problem. That is part of the reason I am here because I see that people don't see how they're, I even had somebody argue with me going, how exactly am I losing any of my rights and freedoms by wearing a mask to protect you? And I thought, I, I, I and I explained it in my opinion, my friend even jumped on and started explaining it, but that still didn't matter because the response was, ah, I'm out of this conversation, just talking in circles. So it doesn't matter. Not everyone's going to see it your way, I guess. But mm. but in my head, I see our freedoms being taken away. The freedom to breathe oxygen. If if I can be the most literal I could possibly be. The freedom to smile at a neighbor. If I can be the most literal I could possibly be. The freedom to not wear what I don't want to wear on my face. And that's that's against my my. I don't want to wear that. It's like that's not my beliefs. I don't want to dress my face off with a nice mask. Yeah, I, I just as you're saying that, I'm, I'm fantasizing here a little bit. Uh, it's like, okay, the government comes out and says, you got to wear green. No, I don't. Yeah. No, you, you go, you got to wear green because it makes people around you happy. It protects them from committing suicide. What are you, fucking crazy? Where's the data? Oh, there's no data. Just wear green. Because we told you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not playing that game. <laughs> and I thought about the visor thing. I thought, okay, maybe I could just shut it. Maybe I'm waiting for someone to actually say, well, then wear a visor if you don't think masks are healthy. But then I see these visors and the air's just going out the bottom. It's, there's no, so no, it doesn't work. Okay, it's going to stop particles if I'm actually that way. And then you're like a dog with a cone. You're banging into everything. You're like, and then oh, that's you have my... to think about then there's going to be other aspects like wearing something <laughs> heavy on your head is going to cause, it's definitely going to cause vision issues. It's going to cause mm -hmm. issues with, like headaches, it's going to, I, I, I don't care. I, it is going to, it will. So there's mm. always going to be something to argue. But, but, and the fact is my number one question, where's the evidence? If there's a strong enough evidence, yes. Dude, yes, I'm down. I, I got you. You don't want everyone to die. No. But I would say that the mitigation should be in the nursing homes and the places like you had said with better immune systems. What are they? Let's not even get into big pharma and the fact that they're being put on this medication that's weakening their system just so that they can keep going on it. And the food in our, the drugs and the pesticides and all the chemicals that we're eating and all the stuff that's in our houses that's causing us to need the medication that's a whole other podcast like so we won't even get into that because there's a whole other ball game that's even happening but but no there's not a justifiable means to be taking all of our freedoms away right now there just isn't and in at the expense of our health so i mean i didn't even get through this list i mean there's, there's i i don't even i think i said enough about the list but there's yeah. more health issues there's the long-term effects of wearing increased uh, hypoxia and hypercapnia is is arteriosclerosis, heart attacks, and seizures. So our little kids go into school for six hours. A day. And again, let me remind you, the studies were for an hour, no more than an hour that they had the masks on. 
the, the long term. The kids food, thing daily, is unbelievable. Daily, like I can't believe we're putting. Six hours a day. I saw a guy day. at Lakeport Fish and Chips. Sorry, I don't want oh. need to tar you guys with uh with my uh, weight of supremacy, um. But yeah, his kid was two, in a stroller. He's going into a store. Puts the mask on his kid, and my my heart's breaking. I'm not saying anything, but actually. I did say something to him. He rolled up. The kid didn't have a mask. I'm like, look at this tough guy. He's staring me down. Like, where's the smile? He goes, oh, yeah, he's a serious kid. And you could tell this guy was not from um, above average means. Like, he wasn't dressed well. And he was kind of kind of rubby, you know. And I'm like, I engaged with the kid. I'm like, hey, what are you, looking pretty tough there, eh, kid? You know, like, you know. He says, oh, yeah, he's serious. He bends down. He gets out his mask. He's putting the mask on. I'm like, oh, I didn't say anything. Well, you know what he says to me? The kids, yeah. they're going to die. No, you know what he says to me? He says, well, this shit's going to be here for a long time. You might as well get used to it now, eh? And my heart split. Like, I really was so yeah. sad in that moment. Like, you're, put, you're putting a kid. First of all, they're so tiny the kids not getting that COVID. People quickly get hypoxia and hypercapnia, and it could cause death. It could and cause here's another thing we don't know, and death. that's been floated as a temporary risk, is we still don't know if there's super long-term effects of being asymptomatic. Like 20 years from now, we could go, oh, well, you got COVID back in 2021. So now in 2041, you've got this. COPD or some special like uh, lung condition that we didn't know. Yeah. Do you, you just were a carrier yeah. and then boom. So, you know, these people that are coming out and oh, yeah, the mass, they don't know. We don't know. Yeah. You, we only have limited data set to. Yet. You can't even attribute anything yet. And actually, that's what the doctor Baylock had said that people go to their heart, their doctors after they have arrhythmia, which wearing a mass or see a hypocapnia and hypoxia it causes uh, arrhythmia to increase more so people go to their doctor and have arrhythmia which can cause sudden death uh, quickly and all of a sudden they're not diagnosing it of course they're not going to say it's because of the mask because how are you even going to know because all of the masking does is Im it increases all of these issues on top of of course uh, causing extra ones but how would you even know if later 30 years from now our kids are getting arthrosclerosis and you're going to attribute it to the mask they wore you, how would you even know that how would you know to do that you wouldn't <laughs> So there's all these extra factors coming into play. Um, all the studies that they have done typically are always done on healthy young people so that way they don't have those other issues. So it's not like you could even really say of uh, culinary people, you wouldn't even, well, they've done a few on these, the studies that I've mentioned so far, but for the most part, they're doing the by studies, especially they're doing, so when you see masks, masks work, whatever, they, or they don't cause harm. Uh, most of the time, if you look at the actual uh, methodology, they're using people that are college students or people, young, healthy people, good immune systems, and they're masking them for no longer than an hour, some, no longer than half an hour oftentimes. So they're saying, yeah, yeah, there's no, not really a big issue, everything's fine. So even that, how do you know? You, you got to look at the methodology and you got to look at the methods and how it's done and there's, it is challenging right now. There, we are definitely at unprecedented times, that's for sure, I have to say that. Let's do this. It's 3.48. Can you believe? Oh, my gosh. Like, we've yeah. gone, what's that, an hour and a half? Oh, yeah. What time do we start? 2.20? Yeah. So, yeah, almost an hour and a half. Good. 
which is styrofoam if you didn't know uh, it's a carcinogen so it's cancer causing and heat facilitates the leaching of it so that's why of course Dunkin Donuts stopped using styrofoam and that's why you know that's well known that styrofoam is not good for you these are your breathing in so they're in your face so at least if you're gonna wear a mask maybe don't use these ones um, also polycarbonate is BP got lots of BPA which also leaches in and it increases estrogen levels because it's synthetic um, causes fertility issues polyethylene uh, low density which is what this would be because it's a uh, softer it can leak leak estrogen chemicals and it, it disrupts the endocrine system with is your growth of tumors in the breasts and the prostate and the uterus it disrupts fertility interrupts testosterone and it can impact the sex of the baby fetus um, and then I'll just one more uh, nylon and spandex masks that people often wear they don't breathe and have been known to cause uh, folliculitis which if you look up the image of it it's just a nasty image because it's the um, infection of the follicles the skin the hair follicles so it really is nasty and then um, infantago which is uh, a reoccurring skin condition which is horrible skin condition that is reoccurring it causes all kinds of side effects like depression and things like that so that's the basic I think that the last question uh, actually I was we talked about it a lot uh, the social and emotional aspects uh, the uh, one more stat I'll throw it at you and there's plenty of books and books written upon this over time is that 97 93 percent of our language is nonverbal uh, and our communication so that means gesture facial expressions the tone of your voice um, when children aren't seeing facial expressions one uh, research program that I saw the delegation it, it increases it decreases their ability to be empathetic so if they don't see people's smiling and stuff they don't have any reason to to empathize with another person so it's that's going to be a big issue. We're going to raise right? um, uh, a generation of psychopaths. Yeah, and then <laughs> when you have a mask this. on, your message is construed because you can't be like, what did oh, you did say? you have fun today, honey? Instead you go, I said, did you have fun? And you're screaming. <laughs> and so now it's really changing the way we're communicating. And instead of, you can't, you have to smile with your eyes, but I don't know if you're mad at me or you're smiling or, and what's the point now? There's no point. I'm just going to walk past you and not even look at you. So I think there's, there's many more. My last question was just why then to the audience? Why do you think this would be happening? Why do you think with no evidence whatsoever in a I'm scared society, to even go down that question. No, no I'm not even going down it. I don't have any answers. See, it's empty. Yeah, what are we doing? But the essence of it is you should be thinking red flags because in a society. Stephanie. Right? Do you have any hope? Yeah. What's the hope here? That, like... <laughs> How do we that. leave this on a positive note of love and hope or understanding or compassion? Or... Compassion, I would say compassion. Like we'd now, say. Where's the hope in this argument, though, is what I'm the trying to get to. The hope in this argument would be, um, I think the hope could be that the people that are starting to hear the message of, okay, this could be really bad for me, they can realize that the bylaws are not, um, although it says mandatory mask bylaw, the federal law it trumps Supersedes all municipal everything. Yep. laws, and the federal law is based on our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So you are, you have a right. Most stores have been so amazing with me and my kids when we go in. They they know that they can't even ask you. I I always carry an exemption card because I don't want the store. I don't want to cause any waves. I don't want the store people that are just working there to go. Oh, somebody's looking at me, and I let her in, so I carry it. But you can be exempt. You don't have to wear the mask. Bylaws, they don't mean. And I think maybe. If there's any hope, it would be that you've helped your own health and the health around you. So you can be more healthy. You can think clearly. 
I didn't even talk about the cognitive impact of mask wearing because we didn't get into that, but there's more of that. So I think that would be the hope. The hope is that you could kind of be a little more healthy, healthy, active immune system. We didn't talk about that yet. You're not going to die. So COVID's not going to yeah, kill you. The COVID won't kill you right now. And if it does, I mean, there's love. There's, at least you'll have your friends around you. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Let's... Compassion. Have compassion for those people that are wearing a mask and have compassion for people who aren't. So you don't know their story. Amen to that. And I did mention all those exemptions and I, I left a few out, but that is millions and millions of our population of people that should not be wearing a mask. Everybody who's got diabetes, anybody who's obese, anybody who's got any heart, uh, heart problems, anybody who has lung problems, children, pregnant people. I think that pretty much covers all the population. You're on Twitter too? Yes, I am. Yeah. Do we follow each other? I don't think I have followed you yet. But Are you active on Twitter? Yep. Shame on you. I know, bad. That was my first outlet. I was. I thought I felt great when I finally had a place I could speak my mind. Yeah, because ostracized. I forget that people know me on Twitter, because they never, ever give me shit. They're more tolerant, maybe, of yeah. my views on Twitter. I'm a much. Hey, just in case you want a little bit more asshole, I am <laughs> such an asshole on Twitter. Like, I mean, from a provocative sense things I post I won't post them on Facebook because I get too much bullshit and it hurts and they know where you live <laughs> but no they don't okay, nobody does oh, I guess so my, no, very limited long people time know it was all family and I mean my good so. friends know but um <laughs> where was I going on with that Twitter being uh, oh being yeah um, well yeah it goes back to the you know um I don't care I'm untouchable yeah I do I'm sensitive Nobody wants to be told they're a fucking asshole every day. And I have to stop reading my comments I've because I post for reaction. But that doesn't mean I have to read it and take in your hate. Like, I mean, I'm getting it from all angles now. And it doesn't matter what comes up. You know, I've been running an election since 1993. That's a pretty long time. I graduated high school in 86. Okay, so I was 24. I have a political experience and knowledge and a talent for, like, candidacy. I've been engaged in politics in Canada. Even if I took a decade off, because I ran in 93. I didn't come back and run again until 2003. Then 04, 06, 08, uh, thir you know, I can't remember how many there were. I run for the leadership of the Green Party of Canada in 06. That's how engaged I was. But now everyone's a fucking political expert because of Trump. Everyone's a fucking <laughs> virologist. Everyone's an epidemiologist. Everyone's a, a fucking expert on masks. Now, I don't claim to be any of that. But I'm politically engaged and educated. Yeah, I have my biases. They come self-declared. But now everyone's a fucking expert. I grew up with some people that we all knew all the way along, not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm not saying names. They're coming at me with knives, bullets, cannons, grenades, B-52. <laughs> like they're just nonstop. And I'm thinking, you know, like, you know, my family that I love. Not the most politically astute. Suddenly is a fucking expert on Trump and masks. 
and viruses. <laughs> Take a step back, dude. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Here's your it page. Is this is where you can find Steph Henshi. She's on the fake book. And um, do you want to give your Twitter address out? Uh, it's E-X-I and then S-T-E-F-F-A-N-N-I-E. -N -N -E. Okay. Display no camera, two live guests, okay. So there's her Facebook page, I will. Disclaimer, I am also not an expert on masks. This is just the research no. that I've come up with that you also can go find. And there's so much more out there than that. So much more out there than that. Okay, at, what is it again on Twitter? E-X-I. E-F is in Frank. E-X. X. I. Yep. S-T-E. F-T. Um, so S T E S like Stephanie. It's Exis Stephanie. What? Yeah, like One existential, but Exis Stephanie. X E X I. Yeah. S T E. Oh S. Yeah. T S T E. S is in Sam. T is in Tom. E. E and then two Fs. Fs. A N N I E. <laughs> oh, you got a Canadian flag? I got a Canadian. I'm Canadian. Canadian. Followed. Here she is on Twitter. Oh, I can't follow you. I'm unable to follow more people at this time. <laughs> Block. You have to delete, yeah, delete somebody and then to add me. Just what kidding. What the hell is this? Oh, this is me. Oh, this is me on two cameras. <laughs> Broke agent, baby. Uh, <laughs> TV display, display camera two, display camera one. Oh, it doesn't matter. Let's go back to you. Okay, there she is. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we're out of here. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. And um, I'll have you back in to talk some more conspiracy theories some other time, maybe. Oh, on my way out, just one more time, TV no cam. Here's your count on CNN, which propagates fear more than any other network. Corona virus pandemic. Live in fear. Live in fear and buy stuff. Here's an idea. Peace, love, and go take your mask off and hug your neighbor. All right? Yes. We're out. Perfect. Say goodbye, Stephanie.